Hello and welcome to Tracks, episode number 83. I am Tim. And I am Harry. And this is one of the big two. We've been building up to this pretty much all year, you could say. Mm. This is the song of 2017 Tracks Award. How are you feeling? I'm feeling tense. It's been a it's been a day leading up to this evening and it's been Yeah. Yeah, it's been something that's it's been all been leading mind. in one direction. There's stress in the room, but we've put in the legwork, listeners, and we feel like we've come to the right conclusion. Hopefully Definitely. in the next hour or so you're gonna come to agree with us and we're gonna have debated and uh, argued our points of why these are the 10 best songs of the year and you're going to agree with us um, if you don't then you can always contact us on the usual platforms twitter at track show and all that kind of thing um, really i just feel like i really want to get straight into this episode I, there's too it's, there's too much riding on it couldn't agree more Tim. our entire reputations are on the line and we just need to do it your eyes opened so wide when I said that. <laughs> I'm not even sure your eyes are in your head anymore. I'm ready. <laughs> I remember the, just quickly at the very beginning of this episode, I said how tired I was. Suddenly I wasn't tired after I said that. <laughs> and we did about three hours of recording. It yeah. was lovely. Yeah. Uh, oh, we should also say right now, if people, have, if people have downloaded the episode or are just looking at it and thinking, God, that looks long, we should say this is the first episode ever we're playing full-length songs uh, because we felt like they all deserved it. So it might look a bit long. It's not that long in terms of talking. It's just full of music. It's a great one. And we will see you on the flip side. Yep. Shall we begin? Let's begin now. You right, mate? Hello there. Hello. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Hello there. Darling, uh, how are you? I am very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, I'm really, really good. Nice. <laughs> nice. I'm enjoying the Decemberness. Yeah. Are you tired? Right now? Yeah. No. I've, I just suddenly, as soon as we started recording, got quite tired. Did you? <laughs> yeah. I felt um, like a bit kind of overly amped and on edge. Well, me too. Today. You I'm know, like, now. to compare it to like, like a cup final or something like that, I've Today has felt like... A, yeah, it's a, coming up to that point, wasn't it? Yeah, like a build-up to something that I saw in my head as being quite important. So um, I've been a bit nervous about what we're going to talk about in a bit and like making sure we get it right. And like I haven't been able to stop thinking about it all day. And now that it's here, I feel like a little bit giddy. Let's hope that we come away with a win. Yes. I mean, we will come away with a win. Of course we will. We know what's coming up. It's a winner. <laughs> um, but yeah. Doing song of the year. There's like, um, I know we always want to make sure we nail every episode, but this one has felt important to me. So, um, yeah, no, me too. So yeah, I don't feel tired at all. I feel wired, which is the opposite of tired. But maybe also, so let me finish this bit, and maybe we'll we'll see what happens <laughs> after that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. How's your week been? I've had a nice week. It was a, uh, you know, your standard week, but uh, the weekend was nice. Um talking about where you were just then it was uh arsenal united on saturday and yeah that was kind of a week looking forward to that yeah and then the saturday morning was like getting ready and then like i was i was gonna watch it at home but i thought you know what it's the track show I mean, derby you have to watch it with the other half of the tracks yeah which we've done once before yep and thought we'd do it again this time well i think we should do it every time now because every time we do i win <laughs> yeah we do 
And it like, was... uh, there's been a lot of draws between our two teams. Um, there's been your team winning. Arsenal have beaten us a few times in recent years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, every time we watch it together, United win. So I was delighted. I was less delighted, but I had a a lovely day. There was a... a nice evening. <laughs> I remembered the next morning, and just you know when you remember something and you like literally go red. You're yeah. just completely embarrassed at yourself. The moment I like, were in the middle of a pub and Man United's Paul Pogba got sent off, and I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> I looked like I did not know what was you going didn't on. Know what was going on? I was like, "Yes, good." And you were like, "Yeah." <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean, yes?" <laughs> I just hadn't been really paying attention. We were three-one up at the time, and I was just, I was just in dreamland and a bit drunk. You were three-one up, and you started moaning to one of your players. I was like, I'm looking at you like, "Shut up!" Yeah, just shut up. Yeah. Um, but we won't talk about the football but I will just say that although we lost one of the most entertaining games of football I've seen yeah it was brilliant really really good the best goalkeeper you'll ever see but this is not a football uh, podcast this is a music <laughs> podcast I know it, it's slowly turning into it I was thinking the other day actually um, because I like to think really far in advance mm. I was just trying to imagine I was um, like doing a normal music episode during the World Cup if England are doing well and we're here like we won't be able to Vampire Weekend have a thing <laughs> <laughs> it's in Russia right what times are they going to be playing Um, I think it's okay actually uh, they, obviously it's a massive country so there's like big time differences between the venues but right. I think um, there's sort of one during English work hours during the group stage when they have three games a That'd day and then two afterwards are out of work hours an hour and a half off work it's good because uh, so this is the first time I've worked in an office right and I don't know what's my my office put like flags up and they they really go for it in the World Cup. That's good. Um, but at Sainsbury's, we would, you know, fuck if you wanted to watch the game, you're allowed to watch one half. I never like, and again, this this comes yeah, from to a, basically get you a lunch. At the it same comes half. from like a biased point of view, as in that like, I love football, so in my head the whole world stops. But yeah, like I have sometimes sort of imagined what. Sainsbury's looks like during an England match in the World Cup and I just imagine it being a ghost town it's like why don't you just it, shut it it was quite quiet yeah, just it shut usually it is. Yeah. no one's shopping that's what I think that when, during the World Cup and this isn't really about football it's about you know, <laughs> the, the state of our country like oh, during the there. World Cup <laughs> yeah okay during the World Cup and stuff people do kind of stop like yeah. people who don't like football quite, get quite involved yeah I know. I know so many people that don't watch football that will watch sit and watch a World Cup game I mean my mum, obviously... My mum as well. Like, I'm her son, so she grew... Like, I grew up and was constantly watching football. And she's she's always been this kind of weird version. She was obviously married to my dad, who loves football as well, so she was always around it. <laughs> just says a really obvious thing. Just imagine my dad. Like, yeah. I'm her son. <laughs> but what I mean is, like, she's always been in the vicinity of football, but so unengaged that it's almost quite an achievement to just have... <laughs> to have blocked it out so much. But... Like occasionally she will watch a bit of a World Cup game. Yeah. That like that is a real achievement. Absolutely. Um but this is gonna be a big episode and a long episode, so we should probably start skirting on, right? Yeah, I think so. Um do you wanna go straight into it? Yeah, I think so. Okay. No musical interlude? No musical interludes. <gasps> okay, right. So what are we talking about this week? Tim, this week it is the probably the second most important episode of well let me ask you that do you um do you still subscribe to the idea that album of the year 
or an album is more important than a song because obviously uh, like Spotify playlist culture and all of that kind of thing, yeah. the standalone song has become so powerful that like, you know, some people just forget about albums. Some artists don't even do albums anymore. No, a lot of like EPs are just singles and things, but I I do kind of subscribe to the album thing because I think you're, you're not just taking them on that song's merit. You're taking, you're kind of saying you're artist of, of yeah. that year because of the piece of work they put out. You, you know, it's, I totally it goes above and beyond kind of just a song that they, that you really like. Cause there's plenty of songs I would have in my um, songs of the year that their album wouldn't get near. I totally agree. I think like exactly as you said, it's a chance to like escape into their world. Um, mm. Someone who, spoiler alert, hasn't made it into our uh, top songs of the year, but like, and maybe will get mentioned next week because next week's album of the year. But like King Cruel, I was listening to his album today and I just kind of got completely lost in it. Like, yeah. he paints so many amazing pictures and takes us all these incredible places that it's like, you really get to understand him as an artist, which you're never going to get in four minutes of music. I completely agree. And I think that kind of will get us on to the fact that compared to last year, how difficult was this year? Uh, well, we haven't done an album yet, but song was songs, yeah. pure ag. It was a lot. I guess I knew it was going to be difficult because we've been saying all day, this yeah. is going to be hard. Yeah. But it was really tricky. Like it kind was, of yeah. standing there. And like you say, there are so many artists that we absolutely yeah. love yeah and that aren't getting in yeah and that's uh, a thing that we've both struggled with a little bit my so i had a long list yeah i don't know exactly how many songs were on the long list and then uh i thought i'd done like a really good job of like prepping for this episode and like cut it down and then i realized the length of my short list was 28 songs yeah. and essentially what i needed was five yeah, and I was just like, I don't, I literally don't know where to start cutting from this. 28. It got to the point where I was just adding, and I, I went, to, yeah. I go to my list to kind of look into it, take some away, and I ended up with more yeah. than I had before. Yeah, and I've, you know, we've we've both got almost a collection of a hundred tracks if we if we yeah. really put everything we've really liked this year in. Yeah. And, and I think that's, I think that comes down to two things. One, obviously, this is our first full calendar year of doing the podcast, so. Um, you know, we've been making such conscious effort for the last 12 months to listen to everything we can. But obviously, there's been so much more that we love when you're doing that than there would be normally. But also, I think there's been more of a level playing field this year. And again, when we get onto albums, we'll probably talk about it, it more. Been, yeah. But last year, obviously, like uh, The Life of Pablo and things like that, like they really, really stood out. There was moments last year where you just thought this of course is going to be I just said lemonade didn't get into our top 10 <laughs> didn't even get close um, but yeah so last year regular listeners may remember essentially what we did was um, we both picked our top 5 and then we chose who was going to go first and then the other person went second and then the other person went third and that's how we did our top 10 this year we've done a collaborative effort this is genuinely a tracks top 10 like you, we sat down and we had you know, 30 bits of paper in front of us. More than that. Yeah. Loads of bits of paper in front of us. And we, well, I mean, we came up with about six different top tens, taking photos of them and yeah. doing different ones behind each other's back to see what we got. There was all kinds of stuff going on. And you said like, this is, this must be what it's like to be on a panel. Yeah. And I know it's not exactly the same, but like it, it is, it was stressful. Yeah, it really was. But what I think was great and 
uh, also quite revealing of the 10 songs we're about to play for you listeners. Uh, and hopefully you're going to love as much as we do. What I think was very interesting was that once we got it and once we got going, it was very natural. The it the did. 10 songs fell into place quite quickly once we'd actually once done it. Once we got over the hump of... Yeah. Yeah. I th- really and that makes me very confident because the big fear with an episode like this is that you know, uh, we get to tomorrow and think, shit, that should have been in. Or we listen back to it and like, oh my God, what were we doing picking that one? But like, that makes me think this is the 10. Yeah. I think we've done a good job. Yeah, I do too. Um, I do too. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Louis Theroux. Um, so I guess we, before we get into it, shall we stick in a little bit of all of the things that we... You know, a little bit of a mix of all the things that didn't quite get into the top 10, but we we want people to know that these were in contention. Exactly. A classic tracks phrase, name and acclaim. This is what we're doing. Yeah. So here we go with 10 big, big tunes for us this year that just missed out. The sky's falling, baby, drop that ass for a crash. The sky's falling, baby, drop that ass for a crash. The sky's falling, baby, drop that ass for a crash. The sky's falling, baby, drop that ass for a crash. Don't 
pretty good. Life's not bad right now. I can't complain. the 10 that just missed out on the top 10 and i think it's important to point out at this point as well that on our spotify spotify search track show music we've got playlists of both of our short lists slash long lists um mine's 28 harry hasn't quite decided at the time of recording how long his is mine yeah roughly around the same roughly around 28 um so go and search those out because there are gems in there that you won't have heard in that mix and you're not going to get in the top 10 Mm. but are so worth listening to but we're going to get straight into it now and at number 10 i am holding i feel like chris tarrant yeah right um or davina (laughs) (laughs) uh so harry i'm gonna quiz you can you remember what was number 10 (laughs) you can't phone me and i'm the only person who knows what's at number 10 i thought you say you're my only friend no, I'm just saying, who else is going to be useful? Oh, right. right, mate. <laughs> um, I do think I know what's number 10. Okay, would you like to reveal it? Or do you want me to? Because you, you're not completely sure. it is Methyl Ethyl. It is Ubu. Methyl Ethyl with Ubu, which is what we've decided to call it. I'm not completely sure it's called Ubu. Ubu, Ubu. Ubu. Oh, Ubu, no, it's, it's not. It's a word. Do you think? If it was Ubu, it would be U dot B dot U. Hmm, interesting. Because I always thought that had like a bit of a meaning as well. U B U, U D U, U B U. That could be it actually. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Mac. <laughs> anyway, Methyl Ethyl with Ubu. Um, what can we say about this song? What? Why has it got into the I top ten? I think 10? this was one that um, has been up and down the list, out of the list, back in. It was uh, you know a constant mover. Yeah. I think mainly because. This has been, and you pointed it out earlier, that it's a bit of a tracks track. And I completely agree. I think um, it's one of them ones that... I think you first played it on the podcast, and I kind of picked that up, and since then, it's been one of my top listened to tracks. And anyone I've shown it to loves it. Yeah. You know, we love it. We we play it a lot, and we'll sing along to it, and it, it's catchy. There's so yeah. much about it that I love. I, th- I think it's just interesting, and it's uh, it's kind of... It's new in what it does. Like it's quite... I think maybe I said at the time, it's, it has this kind of repetitive nature to it until you get to the mm. chorus, which can also be a bit competitive as... Competitive. <laughs> uh, repetitive as well, but yeah. it's just so brilliantly done. Yeah. Composed perfectly. I totally agree, and there's two... Uh, two things that you said there which I uh, will pick up on because I, I agree completely one 
uh, is the fact that it's really interestingly built in that there's loads of different elements to it. Yeah. You know, it's not like a verse, uh, bridge, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus. Like, like a verse, 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 verse. Yeah, yeah, but then all the different bits, they're kind of totally standalone um, elements. Like what I suppose you would call the bridge, but that, so you are on the street. And then that, like, I love that bit. And it's I like right. the, when it goes dunk, because it's dun, dun. Dump, yeah. dump throughout, and then it goes down, down, yeah, down. Exactly. That bit's amazing as yeah, well. And there's like, so many great bits to it, and um, yeah, just the fact that it's catchy. Like, is I think uh, if if we're doing like earworm of the year, I think this and oh, yeah. um, Maximo Park. Uh, Do you wanna get high? No, I don't. Yeah. Like, those are the two biggest songs that have got completely lodged in my head as much as this chorus. Like, yeah, um, it's a great tune. Yeah. It's a really great tune, yes. and um, yeah, it, it nearly didn't make it in the top ten. But as we're talking about it now, I'm so delighted that it did. Me too. Um, so we should say, listeners, that as a special treat to you guys, because obviously these are the top ten songs of the year, uh, we felt it just silly to start c- chopping these up. These are things that need to be enjoyed in their full glory. So we're going to go full versions this week, mm-hmm. starting with Methyl Ethel with Ubu. <laughs>
So there you have it, big old sing-along in the studio, and presumably a big old sing-along at home too, Methyl Ethyl. Great tune. Beautiful. I really enjoyed that. And we move on to number nine. And Harry, I believe you have the card in your hand, which tells us I what this song is. Cards. I keep it close to my chest. I like all the cards, and all the cards like me. Very nice. Nice. Some people might say, I was busy thinking about cards, did it? <laughs> no one would. No. Um, is that um, really... It, I think I should take the rest of them back if that's how you're going to unveil <laughs> our songs. <laughs> no. Uh, right, number nine, Tim. What are we, what are we doing? We've just done it. It's Charlie XCX, Charlie XCX with XCX. boys. Um, what I personally think is probably the best pop song of the year for so many reasons. Yeah. Um, first of all, because it just has that immediacy um, that pop music kind of has to have. Um, there's a lot of music and possibly things that are coming up where you uh, you want to take a deep dive into everything that the song's about, uh, lyrically, instrumentally, in terms of the whole message. You want to kind of really uh, immerse yourself in it and trying to work out all the different layers and everything that the artist is trying to tell you. With pop music, I think it, it doesn't allow itself the time to do that often. Um, you know, there can be a lot of meaning attached. And this is one where... Um, if you want to talk about the content of the lyrics, it's got so much to offer because it is a really interesting take on uh, modern society, on the world. But just on a very basic uh, musical level, it's just straight away this beautifully, brilliantly simple pop tune, which is so catchy and so mm. fantastic. Um, and I, I still remember listening to it for the first time earlier in the year and then listening to it about five more times yeah, it's an straight away. Yeah, hit as well when you first hear it. Yeah. And it's also the only uh, song that we dedicated a whole episode to this year, so... Yeah, which is, I mean, very rare to the fact that... It, I mean, it's the rarest thing. Yeah, because it's never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with all of your points. Um, it kind of instantly hits you. I mean, one of the main reasons it's in there as well is is just how great the video is. and Yeah. A music for a music video to be a talking point is for me these days means quite a bit because I, a lot of music videos pass me by. Yeah, it's completely it's, unheard it's of, not, really. Yeah, because they they go out on the internet and you know you're yeah. not going you're not trawling through M- MTV to find out the new songs and having to hit see their you know videos as well. Yeah, um, so it's it's just a different day, um, but this video really kills it and you know just the kind of message behind it and the song. On top yeah. of it, it's, it's a whole package of, you know, pure pop. Yeah. And also, I think, um, you know, in terms of songs of 2017, I think what's uh, kind of interesting, and um, without wanting to get too uh, bogged down in politics and all that kind of stuff, because we're at the end of the year, we're doing a celebratory episode. But um, I think this song has become even more relevant since it came out uh, with, you know, the Harvey Weinstein and all of those yeah. horrible allegations and also the really positive um response to that the me too and people feeling um allowed to speak out and um you know call out hideous behavior um i think that is kind of one of the stories of 2017 and the fact that this song kind of inverts the male gaze and um speaks from a woman's perspective and is very empowering i think in a lot of ways um i think makes it also a big, big 2017 song, more than probably Charlie X6 herself 
uh, realized at the time that she was releasing it, yeah. uh, it becomes even more impactful and important. Um, so it's one that I'm absolutely delighted has made our top 10. Me too. I'm going to say that about every song, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a really great one and I'm really excited to listen to it. Yeah. Stick it on. Nice. Charlie XCX with Boys. Do-do. I was busy thinking about boys, boys, boys. I was busy dreaming about boys, boys, boys. Head is spinning thinking about boys. Number nine, Charlie XCX with boys. Cracking little number there. Um, so that only means, Tim, this is how numbers work, that we're going to number eight. We are. And we're going to celebrate uh, not only an artist that has been highly celebrated this year, but a song that I think um, has become emblematic of said artist's success. Yeah, We are going to uh, Mercury Award winning Sampha yeah. with... Um, you could almost like it's not the title track from the album, but it almost is. It's become like the headline moment, and it's interesting because we talked about Sampha earlier, and we both kind of said, "I'm not completely sure this is my favorite song from the album." No, I mean my favorite song from the album is not this one. So yeah, just what you said. Yeah, um, and like I won't even go into the album because that for me is 
well, I think we can safely say Great. it can wait for next year. Yeah. Next week, not next year. <laughs> <laughs> next week, yeah. Um, um, but, I mean, I went through earlier about kind of my top 10 and I went through one by one kind of the reason I thought it was in there. And when I got to this one, it was mainly down to the fact that it's become like a hit of this year, like a yeah. real seminal kind of yeah. moment in music. And it's it's one that, yeah, you know, we've heard year round and it's only grown in its popularity and yeah and, and when it's, it's such an emotional piece exactly it? i think that's the thing about it. and when we were we were in a bit of deadlock earlier we had our our respective top 10 songs and mm. we were trying to work out orders and we thought do you know what we need to add some criteria to this otherwise we're never going to get anywhere and one of our top three criteria was uh, about the emotional reaction mm. that you have um not only when you listen to the whole song but even when you just listen to like the first few bars and um, this is one of those where it doesn't matter how many times I hear it, it's still gets you. It's still as like gripping, it's a lump in your throat kind yeah, of thing, isn't it? Completely. It's got that. Um, it's got that Aphex Twin thing for me. Um, mm. it's just like yeah, yeah I start to start fourteenth. Yeah, yeah. I start to kind of well up the second I hear the first few notes. It's kind of um, yeah. It's so beautiful. It really is. Um. And this, this kind of went up and down the list as well, didn't it? I mean, nearly everything did, but, you know, this was... They all did. Yeah. I think, without exception, everything went up and down the list. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, and it's one that maybe we don't need to go into too far because I think it's very clear that it's yeah. going to be in our top ten albums. So we'll probably cover it a lot more next week. Um, yeah. Sanford's album. But, yeah, a, an incredible artist this year. Um, someone that... It's funny because there's certain, I mean, obviously the artists, you love their music, like you're happy to see them get success, but then there's also certain people where you just think you've got that extra little bit of excitement to see them doing really well. Exactly. And like, I kind of, I always feel, I just feel delighted every time I see good things come to Sandra yeah. because I feel like he deserves it so much. Like it's been he, a long time coming. Exactly. Like kind of, kind of working in the background a little bit. And then as soon as he brings his own stuff out, everyone really credits yeah. him as a really good musician yeah. a really good writer and i think when he when he won the mercury prize re- everyone was just really happy for him yeah yeah delighted yeah and i'm yeah i love this song i love this song so much um and i think it also <laughs> it gives a nice diversity to our uh, top 10 because i don't think there's anything that's quite as um somber and um tender as this yeah. coming up I think I just want to say one point because it's something that a friend kind of said to me and it wasn't actually about this specific song, but um, it is a song that has been played a lot over the year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people that are going into listening, listen to it now that have heard it, you might be like, oh, I've heard this one, like skip it or whatever. Just kind of sit back and think about the, like, the first time you heard this and the emotion it brought to you and that. And, um, and she kind of said, I think we were at work once and this song came on. And she said about a different one that um, just because I don't want to listen to it at work doesn't mean yeah. I don't like the song. It's just like yeah, totally. As soon as you hear this, it brings you into it brings you into the song, and it's not always somewhere you where you want to be. Yeah, it bring well, you know, <laughs> very literally brings you into Sampha's uh, his inner circle, his yeah. you know, his family where he feels most vulnerable. Uh, and that's the beautiful thing. He transports you to that. Um, mm. It's one of the most powerful things about the song. Um, and yeah, sometimes that is like a difficult place to access. Like it, it can feel too tender and like um, 
too emotive to kind of uh <laughs> yeah i can i can imagine not wanting to listen to this at work yeah absolutely. um yeah well, well i'm gonna go home and cry <laughs> so yeah but that doesn't uh take anything away from the artistic merit of what a beautiful piece absolutely of work this is no. um yeah cool so, so let's have a little listen to it this is Sampha with nobody knows me no no one knows me sorry let me say that properly because it really deserves it it's Sampha with no one knows me brackets like the piano That was Sampha 
Next up is number seven. And Harry, I believe you're going to unveil what we have. Tim, we have a little bit of a tracks hero. Um, somebody that we were really excited about in 2017. And they really have pushed forward in their career. And I, I can't help but think the tracks was a part of that. <laughs> um, we have Loyal Kana. And the track we are going with is Son of Jean. Yes. I mean... What can we say about Loyal Kana that we haven't already said? Um, That's a good point. You no, know, it's someone that. <laughs> no, it's very true because it's someone that goes back literally at this stage a hundred episodes for us. Um, you know, we, he was played on our first ever episode um, back when we were children. We, yeah, we were, we were but little <laughs> tiny little boys. Um, but uh, back then. And again, listening back to episodes a year ago, I was listening to our end of year ones, um, and we were talking about how how much we love Laura Kana as a person and as a personality. Um, and we were saying how much we were excited for his album, which it feels to me like it's been out for ages, but Yesterday's Gone did come out in 2017. And um, I think I speak for both of us when I say it was just everything we wanted it to be. And again, it really we, was, yeah. we'll get onto this again next year, Next, <laughs> if I say time. next year one more time, I'm gonna hey, blow next my year brains out. Three and a half weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, next week we'll probably get onto it more potentially. Um, but it was such an amazing album, and well, would you like? Do you want to say why this song was the one that we picked? Or I think this to? was. A st- I mean, you can go after I've run out of words to say. It won't <laughs> be long. Um, I think this song. Will- Always stood out. I mean, I mean, number one, we'd heard a lot of the songs on the album. Yeah. Because we've and, been following them for a long time. Yes. And there were certainly ones that I, um, for myself, I discounted from being potential runners for uh, Song of the Year 2017, just because... There were like, songs I know that we've been listening to for a year before. Yeah, exactly. Like Stars and Shards, uh, Ain't Nothing Changed, um, No CD. Like, for me, they weren't 2017 songs, so they don't count. Yeah. Uh, but this song really stood out as because uh, I think one of the takeaway things from this album that we won't get into because we're not talking about albums is how personal it is. Yeah, it's it's a real piece of work that is very family and friend based. Yeah, and um, I have heard people saying he's a bit overrated, um, which nonsense, nonsense. Um, we, I, th- I guess it's for us to have seen him from the beginning to where it is. You know, I don't see that being the case, but this was just one that hit us yeah. i think i think it's probably um emotionally know, hit us yeah we probably could have done with a bit of light relief between um Sampha and this because it's it's they kind both of february releases as yeah, well so we but... were we were just <laughs> in pieces i know and i was done in 26 i was a goner <laughs> um but like uh i think this song kind of um sums up who he is and um just the whole the whole uh, vibe of Loyal Kana. Um, you know, the fact that it's you know, Son of Jean Jean is his mum. That's essentially what it's about. And yeah. uh, there's a there's a bit that it as much as Kanye West's Hey Mama, like when his mum comes in at the end of this song and starts talking about my squiggle headed boy or whatever she calls him, like Little Poem. Yeah, mm. it like it chokes me up. I can't deal with it. Um but like the whole the whole song's beautiful. One of the things I really love and it's like a a subtle uh, moment right at the very beginning but Lil Khan is a, a he's a solo artist he's a rapper he's um you know and hip-hop and rap is often like quite a big ego egotistical kind of uh environment I think um 
But at the very beginning, he says, we just supported Nas. And, it's, you know, someone else would have said, I just supported Nas and would be kind of gloating about it. But I think that says so much about him that he starts with that line of, we just supported Nas. You know, he's he's there with Every, his family yeah, and the people that, who every- are with him. Everyone that have helped has helped and gets where he is today. He yeah. completely gives them credit for where he is, even if it's just a lending lending a shoulder for him. Yeah, like it's he's seems to be one of the most unselfish musicians artists that we've talked about. That we yeah, heard. completely. And I like I said, there's so many moments like that in this particular song, which I think just um, uh, can on face value seem very simple, but actually uncover so many depths to who this artist and who this person is. And I think that's why. For me, it stands out in particular. Um, yeah, it's the insight into the whole album, really, for me. Um, everything that I love about him. And it, it's just a great, you know, his flows on it's brilliant. Uh, the beat is, like, beautifully simple and classic and there is, great. I mean, we, we've talked about it multiple times, but just his... And it's not new, but the fact that he brings in these kind of elements of kind of kind of uh, slow, jazzy stuff in yeah. with his rap. I mean, it's not a new thing at all, but... He does it so well and it's full of heart, it's full of passion, it's full of just collectiveness. And the album cover itself says everything you yeah, need to exactly. know about it. Um and this song I'm I'm <laughs> sorry, but I'm overjoyed that it's in the top ten. Yeah. No, I, I really am too. Um because I think it would have in some ways it would have been too easy to go for the big the bigger hitters. Uh whereas I think this is this is the culmination of the album itself, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And this is more what I feel like I connect to him as an artist through. Yeah. And I, again, I, I can't wait to listen to it. <laughs> yeah. We're going to say this so much this episode, but let's let's listen. This is uh, Loyal Kana with Son of Gene. Ah, we just supported Nas. Whose world is this, but of course it's ours. Say it, I ain't been the same since I caught the scars. They don't fade, I ain't ashamed, watch us free from ours. Cause it's the fallen past, and all the dust settles. And we your cool on ours fast as we pluck petals. Uh, we let the love pour into our brain. Another day, do it more to maintain. Saying finally, those tears in my other's eyes. Tears from the other side. Tears of joy, your little boy's got his mother's pride. You don't know nothing about the rain till you come inside. And watch it trickle past the pain as the summer rise. Cause ain't no love inside. My heart, uh, except for my mother and my diehards I stay firm, little brother keeps my mind sharp If I lost yours, come and find us I was running from myself Running out of street She was worried about my health Wasn't worried it was beef Wasn't worried it was girls She was worried it was me And my mother couldn't tell Something bigger than the world Aye, for me and Ryan Aye, now he can see that I've been crying Tell the little lie and say there's something in my eye And from the second he can see that I've been lying He would think I wasn't trying Tell them, look honestly I'm dying To be the bigger man, the one that you're relying On I keep it strong so I tell another lie Cause it's the only way to keep me from denying So I tell him brother listen Listen when the sun don't glisten All the days turn grey and the love goes missing Hate won't fade in the front row hissing You're the only one who keeps my heart wishing
it ain't me with our ADHD. 88 keys, I was turning 18. She was staking, say please, with a face to say cheese. Always trying to make peace like a plate of baked beans. That was me and my bean. Uh, and that was me and my gene. And that was me and my gene. He was a scribble of a boy, all hair and mischief, the two foot tail of trouble, the bee's knees. A cartwheeling chatterbox of tricks, completely fearless. I had to carry a first aid kit, my band-aid boy. I had my heart in my mouth wherever we went. We'd do backflips into the pool when he was tiny and the lifeguards would get all stressed out. He was a proper Mowgli. He embraced everything, took things apart to see what made them tick. Such busy fingers, he would empty sugar packets onto the tables in restaurants to draw pictures in. He used to draw on anything, fantastical creatures with ferocious fangs. And now he draws with words and I find lyrics on my till receipts and bills. He was never still and barely slept, so neither did I. I could never understand how he could watch TV upside down while kicking a ball. His eyes shone with wonder. Music flowed through him like a current. He'd upend a stool to use as a microphone, singing away for his grandparents. He turned the world upside down and we're richer for it. He was and is a complete joy. The world is his, that scribble of a boy. So there you have it. That was um, Loyal Karna with Son of Jean. And I tell you what, if we weren't melty little mummy's boys before we listened to that together, um, that little monologue at the end that you've just heard, that, Ruined us a little bit in this studio again, and that that must be the hundredth time I've heard it. But it's it's never less um, completely beautiful and poetic. It's, it's and just made me shiver live on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so our respective mums step up, like say these things about us. <laughs> We're not buying them houses yet. <laughs> I don't care. Say that I'm a complete joy, and the world is mine, mum. My mum gave me a a a. a, a frame the words you you're capable of amazing things really and that 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 was nice no Cheers, well, my mum says nice things to me but she's currently walking barefoot <laughs> up mountains in india so <laughs> she's not even thinking about it she's not even getting a shout out today <laughs> the dick sorry mum i love you um <laughs> so next up we're taking a real change of pace although we're staying in the same genre interestingly next up is a song that uh little insider information for you guys at home this was for a moment when we were working out our list the number one song of the year but it's not anymore dropping down into number what are we at six six yeah down from so. one to six maybe should we check i've got how many i've got three more in my hand I've got three more as well. Okay. <laughs> Dropping down into number six is Kendrick Lamar with Humble. Right. Yeah. Which some people are going to be like, what? <laughs> but that's okay. That's the case. <laughs> yeah, they can do that all they want because <laughs> they don't have their own podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so, well, again, I, I sorry, this is rubbish purely because I keep wanting to talk about albums every time we bring up a song and I was going to start talking about Damn, which is such That's an fine. amazing piece of work, but I'm going to talk specifically about Humble um, whether it's 
the beat, the way it just drops in immediately, whether it's the video, which is one of the most fantastically cinematic uh, music videos we've had for years, mm. whether it's um, those um, little completely memorable moments like my left hook just went viral or um about the show me something real like an ass with the stretch marks like there's so much again this is one of the songs completely sort of in some ways at the opposite of what i was talking about pop music like there's so many layers to this and that is the beauty of it there's so many things to dig down into and try and work out what king kenny kung fu kenny is saying um (laughs) It's just it's an it's an amazing amazing song that is just bursting at the seams with intrigue and excitement that um I don't even know where to begin really to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean for me uh I I was I almost don't want to talk about it because I would prefer to talk about the album because that means more than just this song song alone but song this Longle. is I didn't almost say Songolongle and I don't know why. Um, Yeah, this, I mean, I do absolutely love this song and it's really hard to say anything because you basically mentioned everything, Tim. Sorry. But it's, it's a hard hitting song. Yeah. It is, you know, it's up there with, um, you know, obviously he's going to make quite politically uh, heavy, you know, strong, meaningful songs. And this album, just as much as kind of Pimp to Pimp a Butterfly, this is, just up there and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, but personally, this wasn't something that I was constantly listening to throughout the year. So that's why it, it was actually quite higher and it, it started to drop down because of just how we were doing our list. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's in the top 10 of thousands of songs, so it did pretty well. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. And um, yeah, what, what more is there to say? I think... Um, I think... There's just something about Kendrick Lamar's delivery that, and also, uh, and it's, it's what he's saying as well, because I don't think anyone else, maybe since like, I was like 15 listening to Eminem, where like, mm. every time I hear a verse, I'm like laughing and be like, oh, like, he said that, like, yeah, there's, there's moments on virtually everything he does. And I'm also thinking about a song that didn't make it into our, even our long list, but potentially could have, uh, Rhapsody Power which has got a Kendrick Lamar verse on and every time I hear his verse on that again it's just like it is like he is a whole package in terms of you know you could get some other um, artists singing some of his lyrics and it wouldn't have the power that it does it wouldn't mean as much because not only does his delivery do his lyrics justice but his um, delivery has become synonymous with the time yeah that we're, we are in in hip-hop. And to that point where people are imitating him now and yep. his thing has become the new the new thing. Yep. Just like how we saw with Eminem and... Completely. You know, people Com- comparatively. 100%. And, like, coming from me, this is quite a, like, a big statement, but I, I think he's far and away and, like, by a huge, huge distance, uh, the most important figure in hip-hop. And, you know, I'm the biggest Kanye West fan you're gonna meet this side of the Atlantic but like Kendrick is he's he's in his own world right now yeah and this I think is the crown jewel of an amazing album that we might talk about next week again 
<laughs> Possibly. <laughs> so uh, let's have a little listen. This is Kendrick Lamar with Humble. Wicked a weakness. You gotta see this. Remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances Vanessa nigga with some counterfeits But now I'm counting this Parmesan with my accountant lives In fact I'm down in this say with my boobay Tastes like Kool-Aid for the analyst Girl I can buy a Westie world With my base stuff Ooh that pussy good Won't you sit it on my taste bloods I get way too petty Won't you let me do the extras Pull up on your block Then break it down We playing Tetris AM to the PM PM to the AM phone out your per diem, you just gotta hate them folk If I quit your BM, I still rock Mercedes folk If I quit this season, I still be the greatest funk. My left stroke just went viral Right stroke, put a baby in a spiral Soprano C, we like to keep it on the high note It's levels to it, you and I know Bitch, be humble, Hold up, bitch. sit down Be humble, sit down Bitch, sit down. 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 Fucking up your whole life I'm so fucking sick and tired of the photoshop Show me something natural like Afro on Richard Show me something natural like ass with some stretch marks Still a take you down right on your mama couch and polo sock Ay, this shit way too crazy, ay You do not amaze me, ay I blew cool from AC, ay Obama just paged me, ay I don't fabricate it, ay Most of y'all be faking, ay I stay modest about it, ay She elaborated, ay This that great poop on that AV on that TED talk, ay Watch my soul speak, you let the meds talk, ay If I kill a nigga, it won't be the alcohol, ay I'm the realest nigga after all, bitch, be humble Hold up, bitch, sit down Be humble Sit down Be humble Bitch, sit down Be humble Sit down Be humble So there you have it. That was Kendrick Lamar with Humble. It's just taken me back to a moment back in the summer where um, myself, our friend Lorena, uh, we had kind of gone on a bit longer than everyone else's night out and we were like searching for uh, <laughs> like the next venue, you know, and it gets to three o'clock and there's kind of... And you're getting desperate. Yeah, essentially. Um, and then we, we saw a sign for a club that was open till six. So we're like, yeah, amazing. We're going to go there. Three more hours of dancing. And we went in, not a person that, like literally we were the only two people in the entire club. But it became like the best night ever because we just had this DJ at our disposal um, and I requested Humble and just kind of danced around on my own in this club, looking probably looking completely ridiculous to like the bar staff and stuff, but it was such a great moment. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Fun. 
Yeah, exactly. Love the things you love. Um, so there you have it. That yeah. was number six, Kendrick Lamar, humble. On to number five. We're into the Excellent. top half. We are. Oh, shit. Top half of the table. Right. So at number five, Tim, we have the XX with Dangerous. We could do the whole song. <laughs> if we don't stop each other here, we could go on for too long. <laughs> but does that not tell you enough about the song straight away? It's it's like an instant classic, yeah. I mean, there's a lot tied into why this kind of made it into the list, and one of them being that we saw them live this year at Glastonbury and how good that was. Yep. And that was kind of just after the album release as well. And there was a lot of hype behind the album. There always is with an XX yeah. Uh, release because they are slowly becoming like one of Britain's biggest exports in music. For sure. Although I felt like this one was maybe a little bit more understated than previously, purely because the last album didn't do quite as well. No, that fur. I mean, it, they're always going to yeah. be known for that first album, yeah. regardless of anything they bring out, probably. Yeah. But this this one was really standout, and this, especially this single. Yeah. Um. You know, we, we we said at the time it was our it was our summer hit. Well, that was the interesting. I thinking back, I'm not completely sure what month this oh god we're talking about albums again maybe but march i think the yeah i think the album maybe. came out in what was essentially the winter and we were both like dangerous is our song of the summer summer yeah. was a, a distant uh future like yeah. we were so excited for it but it's like this is gonna be the song of the, the summer yeah and it was it's it's just brilliant it's a it's the sunny exciting fun side of the xx i feel like um I, I love the the darkness of the XX and the minimalism and the sort of introspection of a lot of their stuff. But I feel like this is one of the first songs where Jamie really got his claws into the rest of the band and was like, do you know what? We're going to make a happy and yeah, sunny like Kind of let's hit. let go a bit. Yeah. And come and enjoy ourselves. That we really like, yeah, just have fun doing yeah. it. And it kind of screams that to the point where we can almost confidently say that's that, that's what happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> But it's like, it's, yeah, it's one of the, like you say, Glastonbury, seeing them and seeing them fill the pyramid stage in the sun uh, is one of my abiding memories of 2017 as a year. But uh, this is one of the songs that as I've been listening to constantly throughout uh, Spotify, as many people will know, have done a 2017 rap thing where every user can um, can go and listen, can go and see what they've listened to most and like uh, who their best artist was and... Uh, you know, all those things, and you get a hundred song playlist of the things that you've listened to the most. Yeah. This was, well, it's number six on my list. Um, Are they numbered? You can see, yeah, when you look at that playlist, it's in order of which one you've listened to most is at the top. Um, that would explain things. Yeah. So this is, so it's got a number five in the thing, and it's number six on my most listened to, but I've just, I've just constantly listened to it ever since it came out. I yeah. think it's an incredible song. They always have, uh, well, for me anyway, I guess you could say it about a lot of people, but they always have like a standout track on their records. Yeah. Uh, first one was a bit harder to pick. Uh, second for me was, was it Angels? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then third, Dan- Dangerous. I, I find yeah. that. Yeah. I completely agree. This is, this is definitely the standout track. I mean, I love, I personally love On Hold too. Like I really, really love that song. But the remix was very close to getting in. Yeah, that that um, that was that would have been an interesting moment, and we should give it a little shout out because um, I've, I've been could... playing that to people constantly. Yeah, 
since you ever showed me. Yeah, and you sent me a yeah, you sent me a great video of uh, a a baby doing a drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is fucking brilliant. Yeah, um, and yeah. I've shown people at work to the point where I think I've shown it to them about six times, and I've been yeah. like, "It's really nineties in the middle." Listen, yeah, boop, boop. yeah, yeah. For that middle section is great. It's fucking um, brilliant. Yeah, uh, but the, this song, I yeah, I think it's the the standout moment. I think it hopefully. Obviously, we don't know what's coming next from the XX. They're, they're sometimes a little bit erratic in their releases, but I hope it kind of, this song signals a dawning of a slightly new era for them. Do you them. think so? I, I have a feeling that fourth album XX is going to drop down in terms of getting closer to that first album feel. Do you think? Because that's getting back to the sparseness, getting back to the real minimalism of them but i do kind of know what you mean especially with jamie xx really kicking off i mean he, obviously he's been one of the best for a few years now but yeah yeah i mean i hope that they kind of really grasp that who knows i i feel like they're going interesting places um we're probably two or three years away from it so yeah but like what my personal connection with them has become uh similar to oh god i'm gonna bore everyone but like you know how everyone's favorite Maccabees album is the first Maccabees album except for people like us Part of, yeah, who realise <laughs> who realise that their later stuff is better like I think uh, I have progressively liked every XX album more than the last I think them because for me third is on is kind of like one of my favourites with the first second is Lee's favourite no I'm I'm, but I'm I'm one two three latest middle first really yeah oh that's interesting I just I, those no those that first album holds more for me. Yeah, yeah, of course it, it has all those. I've dropped all the cards. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it has all those things. The first album has all those things but that you, the first Maccabees album has. Like there's a, I mean there's, a, there's an no, importance to it. Yeah, but, you're you're a bigger fan of the XX than I am, so yeah. that does say quite a bit because when but, you're a big yeah. fan of a band, you want to see them grow. Yeah. But they're that's climbing. The most thing you want that's to the do. interesting thing. Uh, first album they weren't probably someone I would name as a favourite band second album they were getting there a little bit this album like I'm walking around in the t-shirt like um, yeah, I'm on. I'm like properly Rapid. a huge huge XX fan. like this this has really blown up for me um, we'll, we'll talk about it next week <laughs> stop Maybe. trying to do albums I think everyone year. knows our top 10 <laughs> I think it's just every album from <laughs> let's listen to Dangerous before we ruin next week and yeah. no one tunes in let's do it Yeah. 
Sex with Dangerous. Nice one. Took me way back to sunny, uh, happier days. Um, so we're on to number four. We're really closing in. Uh, next up is one that I feel completely inadequate to introduce. <laughs> and I quite literally have nothing to say about. So I'm going to hand over. Already listeners. people know what's coming. Yeah. I'm because... going to hand this over to Harry. Because when we were talking about this earlier, again, this is another one that was potentially number one. And I said, I've got no idea what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I never like and even when you played it, I felt like I'd never heard it before. This Which is isn't true. This is Frank Ocean with Chanel or Chanel. 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 <laughs> it's Frank Ocean. Oh, and he threw it down on the floor. We've been throwing the bit of paper on the floor at the end of each song, <laughs> but Tim hates it that much. I don't hate it, I just don't I know. know. I know, okay. Um Chanel is our number four because yes. You know, this uh you know, this artist, as you all well know, is one of my favourite artists in the world right now. And I can't really tell you for why. Why? Um I can't tell you to <laughs> Um It he just even though there's there's a real like uh, not an issue, I was gonna say issue, um there isn't always a lot that I can really relate to Frank Ocean with. But there is in terms of um somebody that he talks about a lot of matters of um, not quite being... Oh, it's really hard to explain. I know exactly what you're trying to say. There's... Um, when we talked about Frank Ocean before, uh, way back when, I think it was when Blonde came out. Yeah. Um, or maybe before Blonde came out, actually. 
We were talking about Frank Ocean anyway, and I said that I had read something online where someone was saying like, I just really want to hear what Frank's take on this is. It was, I think it was maybe in his like silent period. Yeah. And like, um, you know, to people who are really into him and his art and uh, his um, lyrical content, like his worldview is so kind of uh, informative and so interesting and so intriguing that like, no matter what's going on, it's like, he's going to have something to contribute to this debate. Like he really does become that figure for people who are huge fans of him. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what you're trying to yeah, say. It's it like, and he's always an interesting character. Very much so. And, and there's, there's aspects to Frank that I don't like sometimes. Like, I mean, like when he turns up to London and can't be, this is the thing. Like perform. you went to see Frank Ocean and I regret, I couldn't afford the ticket at the time or I didn't buy it because I thought I could just wait a bit later and I ended up never getting one. Yeah. And I've regretted it ever since. And um, I know that you, amongst many others, said that he wasn't the best. And he... He didn't want to be He was there. a little bit lackluster. He didn't want to be there. And, like, um, I, <laughs> it was funny because, like... He as much he didn't. He was 40 yeah. minutes late. As much as I was frustrated um, at the fact that I had gone to watch him, I also... I felt, I felt frustrated for you and felt bad for you because I know if I was in your position the other way around, I would be really hoping that that guy went up there and killed it and made a convert of my friend who had gone to watch and was like, wow, he was incredible. Yeah, there was a, there like, was you a know, part and I was me. I was there wanting him to be great. Like, I'd, you know, we'd been there all day watching those of good acts, but I wanted Frank to come out and kill it. Yeah. Um, and he just didn't. And I heard from too many people that he didn't, and, it, and it's a real shame. And I, there, there's a slight diva aspect to him, maybe, but... I, I always feel like I have to defend um, just because I think he's 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 quite he seems like quite an emotional guy. Yeah. He seems like probably a guy that um, he wants everything to be. And, and I kind of get this, you know, you like you want everything to be if you're putting everything into something, you want everything to be perfect. And if it's not, you're going to struggle a bit. And that's where the diva bit comes in. It's, yeah. it's like, well, everything's not perfect. So I'm not yeah. going to go out there. Then and... don't play a festival. Well, yeah, that's play, the thing. Play like, your one-off gig. You know, that's that's what you get with uh, Kings of Leon that time. And you, yeah. That when and their sound was a bit yeah. off and stuff. And and I and I just want them to, you know, his sound was great. Well, his sound was fine. So he should have just gone out there and given it his all. Yeah. And uh, maybe in his eyes he did. And I'm not really sure. But, you know, what I can say is that I love all of his work. I think Endless, the album that was kind of pre-release before um blonde is absolutely beautiful and it's completely unspoken of because of how it was released um so we had uh chanel that came out this year which we're talking about he brought out a provider uh biking which was with uh, jay-z and tyler the creator uh the biking solo which was just him uh, lens which we kind of talked about on the podcast a little bit um you know provider could have made it onto this list um providing it uh, was out a little bit longer and I probably got a bit more time with it. But Chanel is just a song that I listen to constantly. You were talking about the whole Spotify thing earlier. That is number one. It's like, like, yeah, of course it is. Uh, Chanel is one that I've listened to, you know, most days of the year since its release. It's, yeah. it's one that's kind of, and for, for reasons I'm maybe unsure about, just kind of struck me. And it's, you know, there are songs of his that I don't like as much as others. Sometimes, though, like I'm, I'm just going to cut in here because sometimes those are the best songs, the ones mm. that you don't really know why you love them. Yeah. You just absolutely, in your bones, 
love it. There's a song that, um, you know, we're talking about Spotify lists. My number one most played song of the year hasn't made it into our joint top 10. Exactly. Um, it's by Patience and it's called White of an Eye. Um, it's like this little sort of slightly new order, but basically like a disco-y little number from the 80s. Like, but I, it's just struck me for, for whatever reason. And I, when I saw that was my most played song, I thought, yeah, it probably was. I've listened to it about a billion times. Um, but I think, I sometimes think those songs that you can't work out while you like them are the best songs because yeah. they've just grabbed you in such a human way. And I, I think, uh, you know, there's t- in terms that I, uh, you know, I don't grab onto lyrics as much. I obviously listen to them and like lyrics, but I don't often, yeah. I'm not able to retell them or sing along sometimes. But this is, the, with these, I I love them. He's, he's a very intelligent of lyricist. Course. Um the whole kind of thing, you know, Chanel, you know, the sign of Chanel, yep. the C, two C's. the whole, the whole thing is kind of, you know, my guy pretty like a girl and he got fight stories to tell. I see both sides like Chanel, yep. you know, it's the whole kind of bisexuality and it goes a little bit further yep. than that. And just kind of seeing people for who they are. And I just think he always has a, a, a good message behind what he says. And, yep. you know, he speaks out for people that are you know gay straight bi whatever you want to be um he, you know he holds a place for you completely and like you you know me like we've we've done this podcast for long enough i will when i think something's shit i will be outspoken enough to say it's shit but i i totally respect frank ocean as an artist and as a person and i realize that he's a spokesperson for a lot of people just because i don't necessarily connect with his music does not mean that it's any kind of dismissal of what he does. And that's why he's always high rank. Every time we do the tracks awards so far, he's always high ranking. I mean, the fact is, and I do feel a little bit bad about it as yet. He's not going to get an actual award because we always try and do something that we both agree on. Um, But I totally understand why he means so much to you and to... And I want people, people to know as yeah. well that, uh, you know, he was high up this list and he, he did come down and it wasn't really down to you, you know? It was some kind of yeah. decision that I made. So he's not not number one because Tim doesn't want it to be. Because um, yeah, otherwise he would have been number two. But he's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, this is uh, Chanel by Frank Ocean and it's stunning. I got pretty like a girl And he got five stories to tell I see both sides like Chanel See on both sides like Chanel Swimming laps through pool water He didn't like I'm underworld Had my tattoos in Shibuya Police think I'm of the underworld Twelve treat a nigga like he twelve How you looking up to me and talking down? Can't you see I am the big man? God level I am the I am I film it with the drone cam in the pink like killer cam. Yeah. Zoom on that stick, no way. I'm so close, I'm on that kill. Controller on your lower back, yeah, that's the good. Dicker roll the eyes back in the skull. Rolling when you ride, popping. Rolling when you ride, ride the ride. Got one. Street acting, turned up like some dirty plastic. Ride. 2016 burn some discs. 2017 ideas playing off the Walgreens. This a cult, not a click on the net. With a cup, in a cup, activist. That's a double edge, just a knife. And I don't like to fight till I'm fighting. fighting. Revenge in the air makes my lungs sick. Chopper in the sky like a gun trick. Yeah. Clips on clips like Mike. It's really all. I see both sides like Chanel. See on both sides like Chanel. 
It's really you on my mind. It's really you on my mind. It's really you. It's really you on my mind. Deep both sides of the twelve. Deep both sides of the L. Free smoke rings in their hell. Sleet snow grind for the wealth. Whole team diamonds is real. Show them how to shine by themselves. You need a cosign for your hell. I need that bitch to grind on my belt. I know you need to drive for my belt. I know you seen it drive in itself. No my black on the ride 'cause it's stale, but it's stale. I see both sides like Chanel. I see both sides, let you know. My pockets snug, they can't hold my seven. They ban my visa, my Amex and Mastercards. I got new money and it's all cash. I got new bags and they all collapsed. I rubber band a bunch of thousand dollar Delta gift cards. I mean my baby boy, amazing the cash on 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 on. I mean my baby boy, blazing the dash, got money at home. My pockets snug, they can't hold my seven. They ban my visa, my Amex and Mastercards. I got new money and it's all cash. I got new bags and they all collapsed. I rubber band a bunch of thousand dollar Delta gift cards. I mean my baby boy, amazing the cash on 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 on. I mean my baby boy, blazing the dash, got money at home. So that was number four of our top ten, uh, Frank Ocean. Now moving on to number three, we're getting there, Tim. We are getting there. We're getting there slowly um, but surely. Yeah. So. Um, Number three, uh, very much up and down the list. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, literally to the point that while we were listening to the last song, there's been a switcheroo. There's been a little bit of a switch, and we, yeah, yeah. that we will come on to that later on. But um, number three is uh, Tyler the Creator with the track Garden Shed, which is my favourite from the album Flower Boy. Or scumfuck flower boy, which I still like to call it, and yeah, apparently of course, call it the real name. The actual, apparently, someone I, I read somewhere that, that he said, "Oh, he changed it last minute." I don't think so. I swear that like, he would still say scumfuck flower no. boy. It was sold as SFFB, whatever it is, to me. It's definitely scumfuck. Yeah, it and is. that that's why I like the name. I don't like flower boy uh, on its own. On no. its own, no. It's like the whole point is the juxtaposition between scumfuck flower boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think someone's got their work wires crossed maybe um, maybe you could sell more copies if it's just called Flower Boy uh, anyway uh, Garden Shed uh, became kind of um, a song that um, really represents almost the album itself Yeah. certainly from what it became and what people took it as there, there's no skirting skirt uh, skirting the <laughs> idea that you know people kind of listened to this album and they were straight away on the whole uh, Tyler the Creator is gay kind of thing. Yep. There, there, there's no way we can get around that. You know, it was all over Twitter. I mean, I looked up Tyler the Creator the other day to see if my vinyl was anywhere near me and it isn't. Um, <laughs> and the first search that came up was Tyler the Creator gay. It's yep. like, it became the thing. 
and it you know it's sad that it got there but we we won't talk about that really um but you know uh garden shed is it touches on all of those things that people are talking about and it, and it became that so everyone was like have you heard garden shed because that's where he really says it you know he talks about being practically yeah in you know not in the closet but in the shed or whatever yeah and um it's a great um it's a yorkshire phrase uh my head's a shed that's like um like i i can't think straight i'm Oh, I'm really? feeling very confused. I mean, there's no way Tyler is referencing <laughs> yeah. the Yorkshire. We had phrase. a bloody shed, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I do like that uh, that symmetry. That reminds me of the Ricky Gervais thing where he takes the piss out of Channel Five, and he's like, "Oh, the boy with a shed for a head." <laughs> All those shit programs that they have on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, this this song was always going to be in here for me, and uh, you know. Like we've said so many times, we'll talk about it more next week, possibly. Um, but this, you know, this is, I, I almost will have to kind of skip this a bit because I want to talk about the whole album because there isn't um, a standout song for me. You know, no, the standout I, yeah. songs that people really love are not Garden Shed. Although I think it, I think it is up there with the more accessible because of often it starts um, off with some like Mac DeMarco riffs yeah, because I think we all know he's a fan of yeah I think often um, and I'm someone who is very much sort of on the border of I am I am a Tyler fan for sure you like, like this album yeah I really really enjoy this album a lot but like I am still on the in the position where I can see why some people don't rather than being like completely submerged in a Tyler fandom I'm not saying you are but like people who really really love him it's like, you know, he's he's the guy. But like, mm. um, I think this is one of the more accessible tracks on the album. Some of them, there's a couple which, uh, as we talked about when we uh, discussed the album, like there's a couple which I, uh, they're just too much for me. Like it's a sensory overload. Yeah, they've I'm got just, that, ah. those big tracks, those yeah. heavy ones. Whereas this, I think it's got a real nice entry point. And it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great tune. It is. And I, there is, there is um, something about, it's almost, you know what, it's weird because... There's people who I feel like Tyler because it's cool to like Tyler, but it is also quite uncool to like Tyler at yeah. the moment because of people trying to like him because he's cool. Like it's, it's a weird yeah, yeah, sure. world around him. And I've, I've never kind of jumped on that. I mean, I don't, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the whole golf thing and, you know, some of his clothes are a bit too, a bit too much for me. Um, a bit, you know, just as much as a lot of him can be too much for some people. But I find him, he's a bit like your whole Kanye thing. Yeah. Where sometimes you might not be the biggest lover of his music, but you find him interesting. And, you know, I am a big lover of his music, but I also find him as a person incredibly interesting. He's very young. He is, you know, it's not just in his name. He is a creator in, in terms yeah. of, he just loves to build things, make things, look into how things work. Yeah. We heard about Loyal Kana and his mum talking about he likes to tear things apart to see how they yeah. tick. I think Tyler's just like that. And he, yeah. you really get this, an energy about him that is, Completely. to some people, obnoxious as hell. But no, I think... But yeah. I, I find a childlike um, Yeah, like an in, in curiosity. Yeah, in curiosity him. definitely is the thing. And I think like, um, I always think that uh, a lot of the imagery he, around, he surrounds himself with um, is very cartoon-like. And I think he's yeah. kind of built himself into a cartoon character as well. Like, he's almost... He's so larger than life in so many ways. He's kind of not a 
I mean, he obviously is a real person. He's, you know, you hear a lot on this album about his feelings and about his kind of, um, you know, intimate personal struggles with various things. But also, I still think he's kind of projecting this cartoon-like version of himself. And I think he enjoys doing that, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's something about him that, you know, as um, as this kind of curious guy, he doesn't want to just make songs. He yeah. wants to create a piece of art. And he's made... An album that has become... I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> no, I was just realising. We've gone so far off track. Garden Shed. Garden Shed, yeah. We, yeah. Okay, I won't go into his album. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah. Maybe. There isn't anything else I can say. Garden Shed is a fantastic piece of work. It shows the kind of things he loves. There's aspects of indie music. There's aspects of rap, um, hip-hop. You know, so many things are kind of engorged into his music, which which is what I love him for. And Garden Shed is the epitome of him. And uh, it's it's a standout song from the album. Garden Shed, Garden Shed, Garden Shed, Garden Shed for the Guardian. That is where he was hiding, Tim, <laughs> uh, before he felt the need to get out and create this album. So at number three, we're going to play Garden Shed by Tyler Crater. And I'm so happy for it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs>
Temperature that's rising, stepping on that ladder, trying to grab the rings of Saturn. I'm a planet by the time you hit this shit and chatter about the heat, it, it will not fucking matter. So there you have it. We've just come back from Tyler the Creator. And we're into the big time here. This is the top two. Drum rolls at the ready. (laughs) (laughs) What's a drum roll, Tim? (laughs) What are the worst noises we can make for people to listen to in their ears? (laughs) And it is a very near miss once again for this artist. Uh, Apologies once again. But at number two, it's Kane Strang, our old favourite came back this year with his second album in as many years and the song we have gone for is the title track two hearts and no brain which i have told so many people it should be the name of our podcast yeah and they have laughed yeah meaning that i think they agree although we always find it a funnier joke than everyone else does everyone else yeah. goes like <laughs> but people, and we're who, like, <laughs> people who really know us yeah. know that that's quite funny yeah it's, it's a very astute observation of us <laughs> yeah um so uh again like a little bit of an insider thing this was going to be number three and then we yeah. started listening to it to talk about number three and we thought actually it's going to number two yeah we talked about it for too long and we had such a discussion about it we were like you know what there's a lot to say about this and it's probably meant quite a bit to us so it's gonna pop up a little yeah. space so take us away Harry, why is this our second favourite song? So, um, if you listen to the episode uh, where we had Kane Strong on uh, during Great Escape, um, you'll know that I, you know, I mentioned that I listened to that during the winter time. Yeah, when I was picking up the tree. It's always your Kane Strong era. It has, it's, like, it's, it's weird. It's my thing, and I, I always feel so terrible about it because since the album's release, you have told me constantly to listen to it and i did what i do always which was not listen to it yeah. really i spent the entire time we've had a podcast saying to you listen to kane strang's album listen to kane strang's yeah, album and listen it's to kane strang's and album. it's not down to not wanting to I, it's down to the fact that i it's become a bonnie of itself for yeah. me that i have to listen to it in the winter now yeah and that's an odd thing but it, it's now it's now a thing <laughs> it's not your ritual so i've i started listening to this and um it has just been a real um, roller coaster because there's reasons as to why you love Kane Strang. And there's reasons to why I love Kane Strang, and that they are quite different. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is yeah. This is why when we were having the discussion a minute ago, we realised it had to jump a place because, in some ways, it's so emblematic of our joint musical tastes. Yeah. Because. Exactly. This song, have we mentioned what the song is? Yeah, it's Two Hearts and No two Brain. Hearts, no brain yeah. um, 
we both love it for kind of completely different reasons. Yeah, and we'll, you know, we'll go into that. It's, it's, it's um, you'd hope so. Um, <laughs> so you're, you, everyone knows that you are a very lyrical person. You know, you will yeah. really hold on to lyrics from a song. You will, you will dig deep, and you do have a bit of a kinship with Kane Strang in terms of his music and yeah. what it represents for you. And, you know, we noticed after kind of going through two songs, trying to pick kind of what one we were going to have at number two. Um, and we got to this one. And the reason why I think it really kind of represents us in terms of what we like is because we both came out with the same kind of idea of why we love this song, but for different reasons. So yeah. you're more, the lyrics mean something to you. I am more... The music itself, the, the, sonically, it means yeah. this to me. And lyrically, it means this to you. And this was the same thing for both of us. We both had the same emotional kind of yep. attachment to the song, but for, for different reasons. And I feel like he's so good at connecting his lyrics to what the song is doing itself. So just the, the chords, the stutter in the lyrics, the how everything is delivered all of those things for me add up and we get the same kind of value from the song yeah 100% I think um, I think I think it's about emotion essentially right that's kind of what we both connect to with this yeah there's a there's a moodiness no, 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 moodiness is the wrong word. No, I know what you mean. Moodiness seems has bad connotations. Um, what is what is the word I mean to about how the? I know, no, I know exactly what you mean. It's it's not exactly that it's um, moody or anything like that. It's it's more that like so he uses especially in this. I mean, I'll, I'll go. I don't know a lot about music, but um, <laughs> welcome to dissect. Yeah, exactly. Um, Musically, there's a lot of minor chords in there. Yeah. The tempo is very slow. His delivery is very kind of stilted at times. You know, it it, it holds on to all of those, um, you know, the word you used. It, it, it's not, you know, it does have a certain mood to it. And the music itself, as much as the lyrics, lend to that that we're hearing. Yeah. Which is why I really claim this kind of feeling of, me understanding what the song means because yeah. of how it's played For and sure. you understanding what the lyrics mean to you being this kind of self-deprecative, slow, yeah, moody. And we will use the, the, the words moody, I think, because well, I think there is a certain mood to it. I mean, we've, we spoke earlier in this podcast about wordplay and how, um, how much that is something that really appeals to us. And I think there's, um, there's so much in this song, like uh, Two Hearts and No Break. I, I think basically it's a breakup song is yeah. what I uh, connect to it as. Well, you explained it to me earlier and I'd like you to say that on mic because it was lovely. Well, I mean, I'm not going to... It's like uh, there was a moment earlier when you were going through your top 10 songs and you give me the reason they're all in your top 10 and then I listened and you were just like, song, words music like you just completely forgot what you're going to say so i'm not going to do as much justice as i did <laughs> yeah. earlier uh is the point i'm trying to make um but i think essentially 
uh, two hearts and no brain is, um, I think, about the end of a relationship where you've kind of stopped thinking uh, sort of rationally about why you're still in this situation. Um, you know, you realise consciously that everything around you is kind of... Um, is a mess and there's the line at the beginning of the first verse which is uh, so we kiss in the rubble of our walls mm. um which is so, so such beautiful imagery it's like you know everything is crumbling around you but we're gonna kind of stand here and pretend that everything's okay um and yeah saying that i've got two hearts i'm like trying to look after both of us without using my brain at all that's where we have got to at this stage um and then you know the bit about for they seem to forget my name. It's like she's kind of stopped caring about you at this stage, but you're still, again, you're still kind still of... Still holding on. Yeah, you're still kind of clinging on. It's about a really kind of um, tender moment. I think that's why it all starts so slow. And I think there's, um, again, it's one of those It's one of those songs which I think uh, you attach so much emotion to, you attach your experience to it. Because also I think when you go through a breakup like that, which is like quite a gradual thing, like a lot of it feels like, ah, oh, this isn't really going right, but we're just going to kind of keep on going. And then often there's a point, there's a, there's a break point where suddenly everything has gone wrong and it's all fucked up and chaos has suddenly hit. And I think that's the drop. I think that's the bit that we're building up to in the whole song. And then when it's like, oh God, and then uh, you get the drums coming in. <laughs> Yeah. And it and it's amazing. And when we saw it live the other week, that was such a moment where suddenly the instrumental kicks in. It's it's absolutely brilliant. But I think um I think it's got more meaning to it than that. I think it's completely telling the story of that relationship. Um Yeah, I think I think there's there's so much so much more than what can seem in some ways quite sim- simplistic. Uh sometimes maybe quite simple uh, instrumental and maybe quite simple lyrics to someone who doesn't want to analyze it but to me yeah it means all of these things and um yeah uh, that i like i like the fact that it kind of dies out again at the end it's almost like a moment of reflection looking back at the chaos you've kind of you can't you can't quite believe you're a part of and uh you you know you know that thing you're, you're sort of walking away from it. it's like jesus that was mad i don't really know what happened there um and there's that yeah there's like the um it's a moment of reflection he kind of says it so uh he's just kind of accepting himself the way he is where he's like uh this little rodeo in the stars oh i've always had no brain and two hearts it's like yeah of course of course i ended up in that situation because that's always been who i am I think it means it means all of these things to me anyway. And there's you know, an on, sorry, there's an honesty in, in his lyrics that I sometimes, you know, as I've said a thousand times, don't pick up on with a lot of artists. There's something about Kane Strang that I, I pick up on is the honesty in his lyrics yeah. more than others. Yeah, I, I just feel like I totally relate to him. It was the thing that when we very first played him on this podcast. Um, I talked about his lyrical content and I just felt like he was a kindred spirit. Yeah. What he was trying to say. I felt like um, he was he was going through the same things that I was at the time and trying to express them in a way that I probably couldn't, certainly not publicly anyway, and I've always really respected him for that. You know, we talked about him on the um, the mental health episode we did. I, again, shouted him out then because I feel like there's things that I would like to say 
publicly in this forum that sometimes I can't. Um, but ju- yeah, just talking about his experiences and all the things that he puts into this song, I just think, I just, I just think it's genius. I think he's the most heinously underrated artist. I, it, it makes me so angry because I just think he should be a superstar. I think he's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, I, I love this song so much and I love this album so much. And yeah, it's our number two of the year. Lovely. We're so nearly there. So let's play it, right? Yeah. Here it is. This is Kane Strang with Two Hearts and No Brain.
So that was Kane Strang with Two Hearts and No Brain number two, which means, Tim, we are finally at the Piste de Resistance number one. Yeah, we're here. Looks like we made it. Number one. (laughs) How do you feel? I feel like uh, we've made some strides. Yeah, I. Do you know what? It's a it's a positive feeling because I feel like we're here right now and we're about to unveil it, and I'm really excited because I think it's the right choice. I do. I think we've done a really good number ten. Yeah, ten. Oh, <laughs> number ten. A and really good ten. Then nine through two were shit, <laughs> and now number one's good again. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, yeah. I I think this is the song of the year. Yeah, I think it's and fantastic. I would like to unveil it with you. Okay. The ribbon. So... Is in front of us. We've got the scissors. And... Can we make a scissor noise? No, we're going to say it at the same time. In five... Hang on, are we going with the artist or the... Artist. Yeah, we're going artist. We'll just say artist okay. because I think No, people... I want to say the, the name of the song. Okay, fine. Say. Let's say, say artist that. name. Okay. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Nilufa Yanya. Baby love. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> you did a good job. I think First we're time. the song of the year. <laughs> oh, we should have harmonised yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Nalufa Yanya. Um, a relatively small act has topped our list. Um, and where to begin? Why has this been our number one song of the year? Let, let's just get straight into it. Um, go. Go. <laughs> um, Leave. While I talk. It's 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 a relatively new song to tracks yes. to, to us. Uh, I mean, what when did we talk about it? September? Yeah, I think it's kind of had just enough legs because there were certainly songs that I've listened to for the first time in the last, like, two or three weeks, which nearly made my list of, like, top 10s, top 20s. And then I thought, Do you know what? They're too new. I don't know if I actually love this yet. Yeah. Um, whereas this has had enough time to settle in and breathe. Yeah. And th- this is, uh, as I've mentioned before with others, is uh, it's one of these ones that I I mention the artist and I mention this song to people, and there's a certain amount of intrigue every time somebody listens to it. They they like the song and they want to know more yeah. about what else there is to offer. What what else this artist has? Yeah, there's something there's something about her that I so, I personally as not a bigger fan, big as a fan of you, I personally can't grasp as to why she really rings a bell for me, but it really does. Yeah. And it might be the whole fact about, you know, I've mentioned I love her voice. Yeah. It's it's something quite fresh to me. It has that element of something quite new and her musically. Yeah. She's just, she just seems like something... New and fresh to me, and I'm and I and I welcome that. Yeah, completely. She's of a world of uh, the likes of Cosmo Pike, and um, I, I suppose it maybe comes from King Cruel kind of world originally, but sort of yeah. filters down into this uh, sort of North London movement that we're seeing at the moment. But I think I think she's the most uh, impressive and standout artist. I think vocally, so much depth and so much texture and so much uh, feeling behind. Uh, the way she delivers her lyrics and seeing her perform, she's such a unique performer. The way she holds her guitar and the way she strums is kind of such a thing. And then there's just all this 
all this emotion and she's got such nuance in what she's saying. I think she's lyrically incredible. And I really feel like um, this is such an exciting song to me for the reasons that I feel like it's kind of a a masterpiece of the kind of... Um, Again, a bit like the last song, an uh, uh, emotional situation that we've I all been in. relate it back to that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and kind of being a certain age and in a certain place. It's a masterpiece of all those things. But also, I find it so exciting and so exhilarating because I really genuinely feel like it's the tip of the iceberg. I feel like, um, you we're, know, five years down the line, we'll think... We're in a loyal kind of stage. Yeah. This is, this is someone who I think is going to deliver... An early Laura Carnal stage, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. Yeah, where we were with Laura Carnal this time last year. Yeah. I think um, I think she's going to deliver unbelievable music coming out because I, I love everything she's ever made. Like, there is literally not a song that she's put out that I don't adore. But th- this is this is the best so far. Um, let's talk about it musically. Let's talk about... Because uh, it's quite a simple, well, yeah, it's quite we, a simple we're song. We're looking at a very similar... And we haven't done this on purpose at all, but maybe it speaks a lot about us as music listeners. But um, we're looking at a very similar idea to Kane Strang yeah. in that it's this slow, very simplified... Like, it, it's very simple. Yeah. And uh, it's when her vocal kicks in, and it, it's this... Uh, this this tone to her voice, which is, you know, it's I don't know what it's on par with, but it, you know we've talked about, and it, by no means I think it's a similar voice, but we talked about um, this whole aspect of like this King Cruelly esque thing, and not the fact that she sounds like him. It's it's this this aspect of this voice that is unexpected. Yeah. Yeah, completely, and um, I think. It it sort in some ways it takes me back to uh, when we did our um what was it called that episode uh, a family full of eccentrics yeah. where we talked about um, Liam Gallagher and how you do the impression of him singing because it's such a unique thing every time we're about to record and we listen to Nalupi Anya you do a certain do like you yeah, do a certain hushed. version of her because it's so unique it's so her and you kind of. It sounds so different to everything else that you can do a total like caricature you, yeah, of her. Yeah, exactly. Because, it makes you want to explore something else. Yeah. It makes you want to not just sing, but sing like something yeah. you've never done before. Especially as somebody who loves singing, and yeah. I don't do it nearly enough. I love h- hearing other people, you yeah. know, and maybe this is, you know, it's very much just her voice that comes out naturally. Yeah. But it, it, it makes people like me just think like, there's more you can do with your voice than yeah. just letting it out. And I think, it helps yeah. you as well find your own voice instead of yeah. trying to sing like others. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. That's what I love about her is like when you when you watch her live, uh, you see how naturally this delivery comes out, and you realize that you know maybe like a, a singing teacher or you know if you were at like a music school, they would try and uh, instruct you to use your throat differently or whatever it is uh, to deliver things in a certain way, in the textbook way. And you but know who hasn't, who haven't had a... Yeah, but she is so natural with it and it just sounds unbelievable. Um, and that, it's her delivery that gives so much emotion to this song. Um, that, yeah, there's so many, there's so many bits about it that I could talk about that I absolutely love. I think... Um, in a nutshell, um, what 
does the song mean to you? I think... In a nutshell, it's very small. In a nutshell. Um... In a cashew nut. <laughs> what does this song mean to you? I think, similar to the last I think it's another breakup song. Um, but this time, I think, rather than kind of um, being in the middle of a of a relationship, which the sort of animosity is between both of you, and it's you're both kind of at each other's heads, I think this is... Um, this is someone who has uh, kind of been walked all over a little bit, I think, um, and is kind of just feeling hurt and kind of wondering, why have you done this to me? Why have you treated me this way? Do you I think, enjoy pain? Is yeah, I think, yeah. well, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the repetition of uh, not only do you like pain, 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 but again, also... Again. But also I think in the... Um, in the bridge at the very end where it's uh, call me sometime, there's something so vulnerable about that, you know, just keep on saying, call, call me, come on. <laughs> like I, I, I want to be in contact yeah, with you and like you're, yeah. you're shutting me out and it hurts. There's, there's such a emotional vulnerability to what I think she's saying in the song. Um, and yeah, in a similar way to the Kane Strang song, I think it's said in so few words, so beautifully expressed what is such a natural and human feeling and somewhere we've all been um yeah i find it i find it lyrically uh really affecting but also there's um there's moments that just purely musically uh i don't one my favorite part of the song i don't understand at all um it's it's in that little bridge bit where it it drops out and it's like that blue Ferrera Depot, you know. But I, I don't know what a blue Ferrera Depot is. I, I don't know what that Ferrera means. Russia, I don't know, <laughs> but I, I just love that bit purely musically. It's maybe that is a very personal thing. To yeah, of course, well, I'm sure it is. But like, there's so much of it that I connect to in another way, and that's why I love it. But that bit, it's just got the pure musicality to it. It's just like I, I love that. That's the, the a great thing about these these artists that really create something that isn't so universal, like um, being so specific with their lyrics, yeah, and not just creating a classic. And I'm not having to go at pop because obviously there's great pop music that goes quite deep into their lyrics, but not just creating an obvious song with lyrics that are just like oh, I miss you and I loved yeah. you, but you've gone. Being very specific draws you into their world. Yeah. And it only makes you more invested in what yep. they do. Yeah, completely, completely. Uh, because because it's like a little window in. Like this isn't. Um, I want to. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure. It, I'm about to say something that I'm sure. If you listen back to all the tracks, you can find a million contradictions. But when you've got a lead singer who's um, standing at the front of the chorus saying she did this or she did that, it's like that's one version of like emotional. Uh, vulnerability and like you know sharing your experiences you're telling people what she did or he did or whatever it is the opening lines of this song uh don't act so surprised when i know where you've been that's not to the audience that this is you know this is a little window into someone's personal relationships this is you know this is what's happening this is sung to someone it's Um, a really kind of poignant point actually is is like is what we maybe search for in music is when you get somebody that really takes the audience almost disregards what the audience want they they create their music for them yeah 
for their personal stories and everything and it's for the listener to come in and search for them yeah. which is why maybe they don't create the buzz and they don't have the the fandom come in straight away because it, it takes yeah. time for these people to find them yeah. and understand them yeah but i also think it's what makes them such electric performers when you watch them and it you watch it and you it feels like it's it's cathartic for them to be up there and saying these things it's like that's such an amazing thing to just be witness to it kind of it feels amazing um yeah and yeah and then just on the the catchiness of the tune it's so addictive it's it's the song of the year that i've just wanted to play over and over again i've listened to it five times in a row 10 times in a row 15 times in a row. like i could i could just keep on listening to it forever yeah i think i think it's amazing and i do too and i'm i'm so delighted it's our number one um yeah and i think i think we'll look back on it very favorably in a year's time i think we'll be absolutely delighted we still that we made it our number one yeah so there you have it listeners this has been our number one song of the year nalufa yanya with baby love so i'm just gonna say i've been tim i've been harry this has been the tracks awards 2017 song of the year and we'll see you next week for albums that's all see you then Bye-bye.